by Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 16 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Professor Trelawney's prediction. Ah, uh, yeah. I cannot believe we're to chapter 16. We're so, we're so close to We are end. very close. We're, like... I thought Professor or er, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban was a lot longer than the other, yeah, than the first two books. But it turns out that it's only like twenty two chapters long, and Goblet of Fire is going to be a huge jump because it, it is. is a very long book compared to these it's, first. It's three. like a really big book. It's yeah. like what, like twice the size? Um, maybe not twice. I know it's in, it's probably in the thirties. I think, which is that's a lot of chapters, especially for like we're only doing you know one chapter a week, so. Hmm. It's going to be a while, <laughs> but I'm excited to, um, Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite book, but I'm excited to get to the further, maybe more exciting books, Yeah, you know, so, and, and Goblet of Fire is definitely a huge jump, and the level of excitement and, like, interest, basically, but I like this book a lot. Okay, so, first sentence, Harry's euphoria at winning the Quidditch Cup lasted a, at least a week, which is a very long time to last you know, yeah. your excitement on winning a, a Quidditch game. Exams were exams were nearly upon the students, and they were forced to study. Even Fred and George could be spotted working, which is interesting because yeah. why do they care? <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry and Ron had given up asking Hermione how she was attending so many classes, but they couldn't stop themselves when they saw her schedule for Monday. She had both arithmancy and tr- transfiguration at 9 o'clock and charms in ancient runes at 1 o'clock. Illuminati confirmed. okay yeah yes yes harry asked if there was any point in asking how she was going to sit through two exams at once and she said no of course yes um like other than okay let's come up with our own mode of doing her um her schedule because it's so jam-packed no time travel allowed you have to come up with a a way that she is attending all these classes with no time travel so go ahead And and i'll come up with my own like, come up with her schedule, basically. Okay, so, during uh, classes that she has at the same time, I would go to one class. Mm-hmm. But, while I was in that class, I would also... Is there a spell that can, like, show you what's happening in another class? I don't think so. Or, like, in another area? No, I don't think so. Then what would she do? Well, I okay, here's what I would do. Basically is because they only have like they they only they don't have every single class each day, right? Yeah. So, I don't understand why this couldn't work. Well, if she does half of her classes one day, half of her classes the next day and just keeps up that rotation. It shouldn't be that difficult. Or what Harry's doing with Professor Lupin, she could do with another teacher. That's true like after school lessons or like she could get the lesson plan and just study on her own and then take the exam kind of like how you do homeschooling like you take paper work home and then you uh and then you you complete it and then you turn it in at the yeah. end of the week that's how ho- some homeschool works so maybe it could be like that like she's given all of the week one day she's told to read these chapters and teach it to herself basically and then she could turn it in at the end of the week additional to her regular classes that would be the perfect solution she didn't have to use time travel i have a solution okay go ahead but it spans across multiple years go ahead so my solution is for uh one year 
she does two years worth of that class. And then the next year, she does two years worth of the other class. So you're saying like, that way she, she gets do, both years of so each class. So you're saying she could do year three and four of Transfiguration this year. And then next year, do year three and four of Care of Magical Creatures, for example. Yes. That's a good idea, actually. She could do that. That's a good idea, yes. Um, yeah, I think I like that. Um, I think both are better answers than, uh, you know, time, time, travel. time travel. So Hedwig flew through the window then and had a note, had a knot from Hagrid. <laughs> Hedwig had a knot from Hagrid that said that Buckbeak's appeal was set for the 6th. I don't even know what appeal is. Like, I think I, it's like a, their appeal to, like, this... The, the the court like the, the, to not kill Buckbeak. The weird thing is that th- this all confuses me because probably because I'm a child, but um he has like two basically appeals and then the execution. I think they're trying to appeal to the court uh why Buckbeak shouldn't be. Uh, but then what did they do the first time? They just presented the case. Hmm. I don't really understand that. Like maybe they. Do two? Do twice? Maybe, yeah. So, uh, they were coming to the school to do it, and it was on the last day of exams. Terrible place to do it. Let me just say that. Yes. Why would you bring <laughs> an executioner why, to Yeah, why school? would you execute a massive hippogriff uh, right in front of the school? Yeah. In front of probably some students yeah we're probably gonna look either look out the window or just watch it mm. and just watch Buckbeak get be Buckbeak it's like executed it's, it's just it's a bad place to do it i mean like someone didn't think this through at all at all <laughs> they were coming oh wait i already said that because they were bringing the executioner to the appeal harry had the feeling that the committee for the dip- disposal of magical creatures had its mind made up by Mr. Malfoy. Why are they, why would they use an axe, though? Yeah. It's just, like, wouldn't you think that because Buckbeak is such a you already big said, You said creature, that last episode. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think they should use some other form. Um, I don't necessarily really want to come up with, with forms of execution right now, but there has to be a better way, you know? Yeah. A less painful way a less weird way to watch it happen it'd probably take a couple chops though yeah 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 yeah. because Um, Buckbeak is so massive yeah so they had no opportunity to visit Hagrid because the security measures had not been lifted and Harry hadn't yet gotten his cloak from inside the statue exam weeks began and on Monday the third years came out from transfiguration comparing results about turning teapots into tortoises kind of a a weird exam for yeah there's their exams are so much better than ours like, because their exams are all, like, I got to do a, a, an obstacle course with Professor Lupin, and I had to make potions with Professor Snape. Ours uh-huh. was, like, I had to add, and I had to subtract. Oh, yeah. hmm There's nothing, like, cool. So, after a quick lunch, they went to their charms exam, which did involve cheering charms. Ron had to be left led from the room because he was in hysterical fits of laughter after Harry had performed the charm on him. Afterwards, they all went to the common rooms to study for care of magical creatures, potions, and astronomy. For the care of magical creatures exam, they were each given a flubber worm and had to keep it alive for one hour. This was the easiest exam They just yet. had to keep it alive for an hour? What if... What do you think Neville did? I have no idea. <laughs> How, in what year? If, if, say Neville actually killed, accidentally killed it, in what way do you think that would be? 
Um, stepping on it. Even though it's probably huge. <laughs> you probably stepped on it. Yeah. Or sat on it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's a weird exam because you can't kill an animal in an hour. You know? Like, there's no, there, you don't even have to care for it. A dog will, like, you don't, have, you don't have to touch it for an hour and it's fine. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do anything, basically. Hagrid told the trio that Buckbeak was getting depressed because he had been cooped up for so long. Then they had astronomy that night, then history and magic and herbology on Wednesday, and on Thursday morning was defense against the dark arts. Lupin had compiled an obstacle course as the exam, which oh involved gosh. wading through a pool that had a grindy low, crossing potholes with red caps. Red caps? Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, aren't they the ones that, like, lurk where blood has been? Yeah, I they're like they're like murderous gnomes. Basically, yeah. Uh, walking across a marsh that had hinky pucks giving them wrong wrong directions and battling a bogart. Bogart, whatever whatever you guys want to call it. That is the funnest exam. Like, yes, that would be fun. Except I would, for it the would red be kind caps. of terrifying, actually, though. Because yeah, I'm like sure the, I bet the Grindy Low would like drag you down. Yeah. Um, but the it's, red it's caps just would waiting. Try to kill it's you. waiting. So it's like it's not. It's yeah. you're up to your knees, maybe. The red caps. What would they do? Uh, they would probably just annoy you. They would be creepy looking. They would look like probably mushrooms. Huh. Yeah, this would be a creepy exam, but also, like, at the same time, probably fun. Because in, like, other, you know, things, like, with, that, with mythology about red caps, they, they, they kill you. They try to kill you. Really? Yeah. Well, explain. Like, what, which, which mythology? D&D mythology. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, um, Harry got full marks, Ron was confused by the hinky-punk, and Hermione did everything perfectly except for the bogger where she came out screaming. Really quickly, you read a whole book on Greek mythology, right? And Norse. And but Norse. It's, it was a very small section. Did it include Norse. any red caps? No. None. Did it include anything from Harry Potter? It didn't talk really much about, uh, like, mythical monsters other than those, like, heroes getting encountered. Oh, okay. Did it talk about Fenrir, the wolf? Fenrir, um, uh, The wolf. I think some, it's someone, it's some, <laughs> that, it's there, some I, hero's like a, son. Yeah, so Fenrir, he's like a, a wolf that was going to fight against the gods of Valhalla. Wait, Fenrir, uh, I think that, that that's a, that's a Norse thing. Oh, it's a Norse thing. The Fenrir is like was like a giant wolf that um and that explains like Fenrir Greyback's name. Yeah. Uh he's a death eater. It's pretty amazing like, how much uh how yeah. much thought JK Rowling put into so, these names. Fenrir was like this humongous wolf mm-hmm. that was going to uh fight uh, that like the, the um the Norse gods chained up because they couldn't kill it. Mm-hmm. Um and it was going to uh fight in Ragnarok. Oh, okay. against the okay. gods. Yeah. Um I like Greek mythology a lot and it's really I fun. love Norse mythology. It's fun to go through it and see like what kind of stuff uh JK Rowling got from any sort of mythology because there's there's always something. Yeah, there's always she like so much lot detail poured in, poured into it. Yeah. Um off 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 this is not even related to Harry Potter. My favorite Greek mythology is the Tale of Theseus because it's so fun. What about yours? Um, it's so fun a guy hoists himself off or whatever you whatever you call it he throws himself off a cliff uh, Aegeus yeah because his son died yeah. died he, quote died quote. um I I don't really know oh 
yeah, it's it's. I recommend reading the Tale of Theseus. It's just it's a fun read. Uh, so her um Hermione's bogger was McGonagall telling her that she had failed everything. After she was calm, the trio went back to the castle. Okay, <laughs> just gotta check the time really quickly. <laughs> uh, when they got there, they saw Cornelius Fudge staring at the ground. He said hello and that it was a lovely day. Pity. Pity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a lovely day. And then he just looks down. He's like. Pity. What a pity. Um, yeah, so he said that he was there to wit- witness the execution of a hip- of a mad hippogriff. Ron asked if that meant that the appeal had already happened. And Fudge said no, that it was tonight. And Ron said that maybe he wouldn't have to witness an execution at all. Um, yeah, that's kind of like like Fudge, you know, may- maybe don't tell the kids that you're, you're going to forget the appeal even happened. Yeah. It's weird to me that someone like the Minister of Magic can be uh persuaded i guess by um mr malfoy because like yeah he works for the ministry but he doesn't have that much power no fudge isn't on the council no oh malfoy threatened them threatened all the council members okay yeah but he said he was there to witness an execution but even he knew that it was the appeal that was supposed to be happening he did so but 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 he thinks that it's going to happen he he thinks i think he knows that Malfoy, that Malfoy is going to convince them. Like, he has some sort of power over them. Yeah, he thinks Malfoy, I think Fudge thinks that Malfoy is actually going to succeed, but I don't think he actually thinks that he's going to threaten anybody. Mm-hmm. In reality, he does. But, so I think that's why Fudge is like, oh, okay. Do you think Mr. Malfoy has any power over Fudge himself? No. No. Yeah, I don't see how he could. But I think he's. He could probably easily persuade Fudge. Yeah, that's true. Or he could use Voldemort um, as, like, a power. Like, hey, like, unless you do this, Voldemort's gonna kill your children. Something like that, you know? So, uh, Ron... Yeah, so behind Fudge, two wizards came. The other was tall... Oh, wait, so one of them was old, and the other was tall, strapping, and had an axe with him. Harry figured that they were representatives of the committee. What was your idea? Why would you bring... An axe to a school? Yeah, like, imagine walking through the hall and you just see this guy with a big axe. I would immediately run the other direction. But I guess it's justifiable because you're giving hundreds of children wands, which can be used to... Kill people. Essentially. Easily. But the the thing is that um, the using Avada Kedavra isn't... It's a very advanced skill. You if know? you don't know what Avada Kedavra is, it's the Kong Curse. Yeah, which is not really a spoiler. But it, it's far too advanced for, you know, anyone going to Hogwarts, really. I like, don't doubt Remember, it. Harry tries to use kind of a tiny spoiler. It doesn't really matter if you know. He tries to use uh, Crucio, right? Up against uh, Bellatrix the Strange. Yes. And it doesn't work because he has to feel it, you know? Like, he has to really... He wants to... to he has it. to want it. And he fails, basically. So, I don't think that anyone at Hogwarts trying to use the a killing curse is going to, you know, be able to do it. Unless they're mad. Like, no, I, mean, I mean, like, crazy it, mad. Harry was mad. Harry's... No, I mean, like, crazy mad. Fudge said goodbye to Harry and Ron and Hermione, and Harry and Ron headed to divination for their final exam. Trelawney was seeing everyone individually. After people went in and came back, they refused to say what had happened, because if they told them, then they would have a terrible accident. I find it hard to believe that Harry and Ron are the only ones willing to tell anyone yeah. what had happened. Like, I don't know. I probably would tell. 
other mm-hmm. my friends, you know? I don't. I wouldn't walk out, like, scared that something's going to happen with my teacher well, that's I, probably I a little bit crazy. I actually wouldn't, because my teacher, I... They're the divination teacher, and Dumbledore hired them, so clearly something could happen. I'm not saying that something will. Yeah, okay. But I think I'd be too nervous. I probably would tell, just because I think I would be in the same boat as Harry and Ron. You know, I don't think I would believe in something like that, as, uh, you know, seeing something in a crystal ball. Yeah. Because we're going to get to it later, but you don't possess the skill you can't acquire the skill. It's through a bloodline, you know? So you can't... Yeah. It's not something you can develop and then be good at. You have to you have to get it from your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents. So uh, the next name was Ronald Weasley, and he didn't say an- see anything in the crystal ball, and so he made some stuff up. And that, that's what he told Harry when he came back down. Harry was the last one to go, and when he climbed into the classroom, it was hotter than ever. He stumbled over to the table where Trelawney was sitting. He took a seat, and she told him to gaze into the orb to tell her what she, what he sees within. Trelawney asked what he saw, and Harry said that he saw a, gro- a hippogriff, which he didn't. Um, I think that's pretty clever of him, though, like yeah. coming up with that, because I don't even know what I would say. So I'd probably be like, I see a chair and a desk and schoolwork oh i think schoolwork might be in my future <laughs> you know so trelawney uh, uh, said that he might trelawney right is it trelawney trelawney it's trelawney trelawney she has a no wait you spelled it wrong both times i know but yeah, yeah. later in my notes i spell right <laughs> you spelled it trelawney yeah 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 trelawney that's pretty good Pretty good. You have to call her that now. Every single time you spelled it wrong, you have to call her Trulaney. 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 So that he might be seeing the execution of Buckbeak and asked if he saw an axe, blood, or Hagrid. But Harry said no, feeling uncomfortable, and said that it was flying away. Oh, he. Uh, finger guns. Um, but, uh, Trelawney said that True Laney. True Laney said that they had better leave it there and that she was sure that he did his best. He picked up his bag and walked away when a loud voice said, It will happen tonight. That would be so creepy. Just all of a sudden walking away. It will happen tonight. Harry turned around and saw Trelawney. Rigid, uh, Rigid. Uh, Trelawney. Rigid. There we go. In her chair mouth, uh, in her, in her chair with her mouth sagging and said in the same voice, that the servant of the Dark Lord will break free, t- free tonight and set out to rejoin his master and help him rise again. That's, yeah, again, dun, dun, kind, dun. Of, kind of creepy. Her head fell down and quickly rose again with a normal voice. She said that she must have dozed off, but Harry told her what she said. She said that she couldn't have predicted anything as far-fetched as that. <laughs> he left and, head- and headed to the common room where Her- Ron and Hermione sat. Before he could tell them about Trelawney, they handed him a letter from Hagrid that said that the, they lost the appeal and that they are going to execute at sunset. Not to come down, and he doesn't want them to see it. That's so, like, it's such a stupid reason to execute him. Like, Buckbeak didn't hurt Malfoy. Yeah. Uh, Hagrid, like, clearly said, don't upset Buckbeak. Yeah. Don't insult him. Although, I don't know how an animal can tell that you just insulted it. And 
and then you know he's getting killed for that and it's it's a completely stupid reason it doesn't even it doesn't have any weight it just it, it it's a stupid reason the only reason it's going through is because of malfoy exactly and like he he was ignorant and he didn't listen to what hagrid said yeah Harry said that they couldn't stand by and let Buck die, so he told Hermione where the clo- where the cloak was, so Snape wouldn't get suspicious of Harry. Fifteen minutes passed, and Hermione came back with the cloak. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea having yeah. Hermione go. I wouldn't have even thought of that. And like, if if I were Hermione, I'd probably been like, Harry, that is your cloak. I am not going to get your cloak for you. <laughs> they went down to dinner, but after they went down to Hagrid's hut, but then but after they went down to Hagrid's hut with the cloak on. Every single dinner at Hogwarts would be, like, going to a restaurant. You know, like, yeah. at, you know, at home, like, at home, you can always finish your meal. Yeah. It's, it's, ne- it's like, always enough. But when you go to a restaurant, it's, just it's a buff- like, a buffet, basically. basically, like, you could always get way too much to eat, and then you're stuffed, basically. Afterwards, that would be every single night at Hogwarts for me. He let them in and told them that they shouldn't have come. Hermione grabbed some milk to pour and found scabbers. So... In this chapter, I'm not entirely sure where Scabbers was when they found him, though. In the milk. It was in the milk? I think so. Like, that was my first impression. Like, did they find him in the milk? So, and it doesn't describe it well at all. It's like, she was like, there's Scabbers. And it's just like, I am so confused. Yeah, it's like weird because I don't remember what he's in in the movie. Um... Ron grabbed him and they saw Fudge McNair and Dumbledore head for the hut. They quickly left under the clo- Oh, McNair is the executioner, if you don't know. Yeah. They quickly left under the cloak while Scabbers frantically flailed around, trying to bite Ron, and then they heard the thud of an axe. Wait, so basically, that you did that really quickly, and like zero notes, but basically, they go under the cloak, they leave the ca- <laughs> they leave the cabin, they like turn the corner, and then and then there's like a, basically a 15 minute waiting period yeah. until, until Buckbeak gets executed. With the that's, thought of that's an in the movie, yeah, 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 but not in the book. What the, the execution? The, the execution? Yeah. Oh, you don't see it in the book, but you hear the thud of an axe. Yeah. So in this part, Hermione. Uh, so in this part, does Hermione think that they did it, or did they do it? Because it's actually a pumpkin that McNair chops. Um. But in this part, it was actually. But in this part, was it actually Buckbeak? No, it was the pumpkin. Okay. I mean, well, because Hermione well, says, because Hermione says, okay, this is the last sentence. They did it. She was for the area. I don't believe it. They did it. Was she actually looking? No. Or did she just hear it? You just, you hear the chop and you're like, hmm, I wonder what that chop was. Oh, wait, something's trying to get executed tonight. It must have been that. But maybe they would have heard a, heard a second chop. No, yeah, it's kind of gross because, like, it might have been like they heard a sickening chop. You know, like I no, always a go, second chop. Oh, I always go to the okay. You need to cut with that bit, but um, in the fourth book, I always go back to this part where Wormtail, <laughs> Wormtail cuts his hand off, and it's like a lump of flesh, like splatters in the cauldron, and that always makes me cringe because it's gross. It's a gross line. Um, I always feel bad for Wormtail in that part. But, uh, just yeah. play that on replay. That's gross. That is disgusting. All right, movie goofs time. At around one hour and twenty three minutes, when Hermione punches Malfoy in the face, you could see. Oh wait, this is like this happened in an earlier chapter, but it happens 
in this time in the in the movie. Yeah. So yeah. So you see her point her wand to his neck with her right hand. When she turns around, you can still see the wand in her right hand. When she actually punches him, she uses her right hand, but there's no wand in it. Huh. Hermione has a wand in her right hand, turns away from Malfoy, and then has the wand in her left hand after she, after she punches him with her right hand. Yeah, that doesn't make that much sense. Like, uh, yeah. like it's weird how they did that. At around one Maybe hour- Maybe it was a quick swap. Yeah, that's true. At around one hour and 25 minutes in the hut, when the rock comes flying in the window, it breaks the urn into three large pieces. When we see it broken again later, at around one hour and 50 minutes, it breaks into several small pieces. And this actually never happens in the book. Yeah, I don't know what that urn is. It's kind of random, and it has, like, ashes in it? It has the ashes of Hag of a million of Hagrid's ancestors. Oh, gosh. That's gross. <laughs> oh, wait, so funny story. And, like, this isn't my funny story. It's just a funny story I heard from tom felton in a in a panel uh-huh. that was on spotify but um basically when they were in their second movie set yeah um emma watson came up to tom Hall, tom felton and they were in like they were young they were like 12 right yeah and she's like hey like do you want to practice this punch and she didn't fake punch him like she full-on punched him like super hard uh-huh. and i don't i don't know he said like he was like gonna cry because it hurt so bad and I think she's, like, two years younger than Tom Felton. Anyway, I can link that panel for you guys. It was fun to listen to, even though I didn't get to see it. It was on it's on Spotify, and it, it was very fun to listen to. Because, you know, if you can't be at the panel, you may as well listen to it on Spotify. Tom Felton is... Uh, Tom oh, Felton is, is Draco Malfoy. Okay. And then Emma Watson is... Uh, I, I Like, for a minute, Ranger. I thought you were, like, you were talking about, like, Ta- Tom um, Holland. No, Spider-Man. <laughs> Tom Holland. Tom and Holland. then I realized, oh, that's Tom Holland. The wrong movie. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna uh, move on to our new section now. On t- on upward and onward. Onward and upward. <laughs> to our- <laughs> to our- I really messed that up. To our Hogsmeade Journal. <laughs> uh, um, so in our chapter analysis, we were talking about like the, the Norse mythology. Yeah. Did you know that the days of the week... Are actually for the Norse gods. Really? Thursday, Thor's day. Uh, Friday, uh, uh, Freya's day. Are you kidding? No. Who else? Okay. What about Wednesday? Um, Wednesday. I don't know, but my books, my my, my book talks about the other ones. That's there's a really couple, cool. There's a couple others it talks about. That's cool. Does Loki have a day of the week? I don't. I don't know. That would be pretty dang cool. That would be pretty dank. Just dank I don't want to say dank, but... <laughs> I'll show you after the episode. Okay, okay. Maybe we can actually bring it, and we'll talk about it next episode. Sure. Next episode. Hopefully we'll remember. Yeah, so basically we have one piece of news that I have made three notes out of, because it's cool. Uh-huh. So in New York City, there's... um. I, I don't know if it's under construction. I don't think it's under construction, but uh-huh. it's opening soon. Um, there's going to be a three-story Harry Potter store opening up on June 3rd, which is my dog's birthday. Um, fun mm. fact. My basset hound. That's oh. what her birthday. Mm. And last year, I made her a cake on her birthday. So oh, my gosh. It was the best cake ever. It was so Extremely cute. Extremely I ate cute. it, too. Just kidding. I didn't eat a dog cake birthday but we put it on um, the ground and they were just having a difficult time eating it yeah it was kind of it's kind of hard for dogs to bite into a cake <laughs> so they just licked it yeah and then we cut her a piece anyway that was kind of awesome <laughs> it was <laughs> anyway 
That's how we can celebrate with a cake, the opening. We don't live in New York City. We don't live anywhere close to it. So we know it. We're on the other side of the of the of the country. <laughs> of the country. We, we can't even experience this opening. It's probably gonna be mayhem when it opens. So anyway, probably. the store is gonna feature fifteen different themed rooms, and in the entrance room, a giant fox, the phoenix, hangs from the ceiling. Is it gonna be obvious that it's hanging? Or yeah, like... it's huge. Oh, oh, you mean I don't like, know? I haven't been in there. You mean like are you gonna be able to see all the? Well, see do you, the what do you think line? it's gonna be like? I don't know. A fishing line holding it up, I guess. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so there's going to be wands, honeydukes, candy, and a personalization section where they engrave wands with names, embossed journals, and embroider names into ropes. Why would you just ruin your your, your wand like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I would do any of these because Hogwarts students ha- don't have their names embroidered into their robes. Actually, that could be kind of cute, though. Like, hey, everyone, it- my name is Neville. <laughs> Neville, it's, it's, written, it's written on Tommy, my name tag right in here. Case you forget, <laughs> uh, but I think basically everything at the store is just gonna be what you can get at, uh, you know, Universal Studios uh-huh. anyway. So it's not like if you go to New York City, sure, probably go here, but because it's basically everything in one place. But like, you don't have to go there to get anything special. They should. They, there was like, oh my gosh, you just had an amazing idea. Okay, go. They ahead. should make like um sort of basketball jerseys but for houses and it's, it should say like one should say like potter on the back That's or cool. like um weasley or uh johnson for uh angelina oh yeah that's cool for, that's, like, a good idea. that's a good wood. idea that's a good idea actually that's a good idea or crumb we could have a crumb yes one. that is a good idea crumb 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 okay <laughs> Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Sears for our analysis. Not Sears the store. Not Sears That's the store. Sears. It's Sears as in the inner eye. The divination seer. The inner eye. There actually well, aren't that many. between the cerebral cor- cortex and the, and the hippopotamus in the brain. How did you even remember those names? Uh, I don't. I I know there's something that begins with hippo, but it's not hippopotamus. <laughs> the hippopotamus section of the brain. The hippopotamus. The hippopotamus is where you retain your knowledge of zoo animals. Hippocampus. <laughs> okay. So the inner eye is a rare and sought after skill in the wizarding world. I would prefer to have a metamorphosis. <laughs> a metamorphosis? <laughs> it's a metamorphosis. I would rather be a metamorphosis. I'd rather be an outer eye. <laughs> okay, okay. Many people in the wizarding world community goes go to Sears to find it to find more <laughs> pillows. To find their wizarding pillows. To find throw pillows. <laughs> to find their wizarding throw pillows. <laughs> no. They go there to find answers. <laughs> Saying Sears sounds so weird because they go to Sears department. It's it's actually, you pronounce it Sears. 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 No, like C-ers. Sears. 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 You're just saying Sears. Sears. It's Sears. 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 How many times do you think we're going to say it over and over and over? Sears. Sears. Someone keep track for us, please. Um... So only gifted seers can create prophecies which can determine the future of witches or wizards 
uh, and wizards or change history in Harry Potter's mm-hmm. case. Trelawney did exaggerate her skill set, uh, set a bit, <laughs> but she did create the prophecy that caused both the first and second wizarding wars. So she was like, she was like, you know, she was like walking around being like, I am the best seer there ever was. But, My grandmother but, was actually an amazing seer. But in reality, but I'm um, better. But in reality, they, uh, they, you know, she, she actually, she actually was a pretty yeah, good Yeah, Trelawney seer. thinks, uh, that her story outcompeted her grandma's. Why? Her seers outcompeted <laughs> <laughs> the other seers. <laughs> her seers outcompeted the other seers. Her department store. She was located along a very busy highway. <laughs> never gonna get old this is never gonna get old most of her predictions are only correct when she's gone into a trance and doesn't remember what she said sensors are a type of seer but they only use but they use a different method for projecting the future than wizards which the stars i guess can be kind of annoying when you get to book five yeah yeah because that was when she was sacked who yeah trelawney oh yeah by dolores yeah um fun fact Hermione's middle name was supposed to be Jane. It's Jean. It was supposed to be Jane. Um, and it wasn't because J.K. Rowling didn't want her middle name to be the same as Dolores's. So, oh, fun fact there for you all. Uh, naming seers are <laughs> naming seers are seers that look into the future and pick a name for a child based on events that have happened that will happen in their lives. For example, Remus Lupin will may have been taken to a naming seer because his name gives away that he is a werewolf. Most of the names in the Harry Potter series give away something about the person. For example, I we're definitely going to do maybe even a two-part analysis on this, maybe a one-part, I don't know. Um, but basically, Narcissa, her name, mm-hmm. although it is... I th- it's her, a constellation. I think, no, no, Narcissa is a, is a flower. I, I think she may have been the exception. Maybe it's a star too. But her name uh, is very similar to the Narcissus. I think his name is like Narcissus. Narcissus. Narcissist. It's that's what a narcissist is. It's someone who only cares basically about their looks. Um, and so it has something very similar to do with that. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't really get that vibe from Narcissus. I get it. So Lupin means of a wolf in Latin, and Remus in a. And is a figure from Roman mythology who was raised by a wolf. Oh, in uh, Roman mythology, like, um, the, the thing, like, the mythology is that Romulus Remus founded Rome. Really? Yes. But uh, Remus was raised by, uh, they were both raised by wolves. That's cool. Um, Gellert Grindelwald is also a seer. And you can see that in Crimes of Grindelwald when he does that thing with the skull. Yes. He's like... And then it, I I don't know if you guys can hear that, but and but it comes out of like a pipe and it and it shows World War yes. two or three maybe I don't remember. World, uh, World three. War three. <laughs> World War three hasn't happened. World War two. No, it it shows um the uh, Wizarding War. Yeah. The next Wizarding War. Okay. Yeah. No, I think he's like showing World War two and he's like, this oh. is what humans are gonna do to us oh. if this continues going on. Yeah, so the inner eyes passed through the blood, so if you don't have the power, you won't be good at divination. Basically, that's why most people suck at it, because you don't get it through skill, you get it through blood. Trelawney's great-great-grandmother, Cassandra Trelawney, was an authentic and well-known seer. 
her relation to Cassandra was the only reason that Dumbledore agreed to give her a teaching position at Hogwarts. And so, the reason he gave her this position was partly to protect her, and partly to ensure that if there were another prophecy, he would hear it, which he does. He basically achieved his goal. This was partly, uh, uh, Trelawney knows that most of her staff doesn't like her, so she spends most of her time in her stuffy classroom. She has also developed an over-reliance on alcohol. Which is very interesting, because I didn't have any I've idea that that, like, okay, I got this from, this is a kind of a Sears, Sears and Trelawney analysis, kind of. I didn't know Sears sold alcohol. I, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, 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 that's enough, that's enough. It's not Sears <laughs> jokes, they're too, they're too good. Um, basically, um... Yeah, so I got this from one of the uh, J.K. Rowling ones, where it's, like, her thoughts on it. Uh-oh. And basically, I had no idea that, that, that she knew that the staff doesn't like her. Uh-oh. And so that was why she spends time in a classroom. And I had no idea that she liked that she was an alcoholic. I had no idea. Either. Like, it's a, you don't even get that vibe from her. Yeah. But that's, it's very interesting that J.K. Rowling has developed when you such a character yeah. for these people when she didn't have to, you know? Like, what we see in the books of them isn't even, it's not even close to all the stuff that J.K. Rowling has made yeah. of them. McGonagall, her backstory is huge, and you don't ever get it in the books. And so I cannot wait to do her analysis. Same with Remus's, and his his analysis is going to be cool, too. It's coming, guys. It's coming soon. Soon. Yes. Um, you can... Shal- oh, oh Shal- wait. Yeah. Uh, it's my uh, turn. Uh, <laughs> I keep telling you, and then I'm like, wait, you just read the last one. Uh, Trelawney and McGonagall are polar opposites, but even so, when Dolores attempted to kick her out of Hogwarts, McGonagall protected her because she knew that Trelawney had a feeling of not being a good, not being good enough, which makes me admire McG- McGonagall a lot. Yeah. Because even though she, she doesn't like... Her. Even though she hate, basically she hates her, her. and doesn't like her practice and thinks that she's a phony... She still, she still wants to yeah. protect Trelawney. She still wants to protect those that are weaker than her or can't protect themselves as well. Yeah. Because, um, because she knows that Trelawney doesn't feel good enough. But if she knew that Trelawney had a feeling of not being good enough, she should have been nicer to her. Yeah. Because they are, like, I feel like they are kind of the same people, but um, mm-hmm. I guess they're people that are the same but also for it. Yeah. Her last name, Trelawney, is Cornish, and her first name was taken from an old Cornish song called The Song of Western Western Men. Yeah, so basically that is the end of our analysis. Wait. I know, there's like nothing on Sears, the department store. I mean, they they don't have very much lore. Wait, so Sears got their name from a Cornish Cornish song? I think Sears, the department store, is spelled different. It has an A in it. Yeah, it it is. Um, It does. (laughs) But, uh, no, yeah, so it's it's kind of been like a Sears analysis, a Sears analysis. Sears. I saw this one, and once, we can just basically talk at this point about Sears. Basically, in Once Upon a Time, the... I this show is cr- so cringy. Like it I is. Horrible. I don't even like telling people that I used to watch it. Yeah, I, it's I don't care. So bad. Yeah, I just stopped watching it because um, it's just too complicated. But if you like it, that's okay. I I I worshipped that show when I was younger. So, uh, but I think that like it's very interest. It's it's an interesting show because what they do basically, we can basically just talk about whatever we want. Yeah, they they started out with going with like a whole a whole idea of like 
this 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 fairy Prophecy. this fairy tale land was transported to the modern day by the wicked by the evil queen. Yes, um, and then there's this whole thing where like there it actually the, that thing is still going on and like new stories happening in that still going on place and then oh they're transported to this new place but there's still people there and that's no no, no here's the idea the idea is basically that they're transported to the modern day world and the only person who remembers anything from the old the old like fairy tale world is the evil queen and Rumpelstiltskin everyone else has no idea and they all just yeah. are living normal lives like snow white is a teacher basically all that other stuff but the snow snow white here's here's the uh the plot twist snow white had a daughter who who is living in the modern day world not in she's not even she's not trapped in the city that everyone else is trapped in yeah and she is she is destined to break the curse and help remind everyone who they are but she doesn't even believe this this whole thing but this one kid does so the kid travels out of storybrook the town that they're all trapped in to find his mother emma who is snow white's daughter to help her come back and break the curse right yeah so then Finally, they break the curse, and then we, then the, the whole plot just gets out of whack, and, and then, and then the show's just, like, by the fourth season, they're like, we're out of fairy tales, time to bring Frozen into the mix. Elsa, this is your moment to shine, basically what they do, right? Basically. Um, and then, so, here's, here's, here's It's like, we're... there's Elsa, and then, there's a nice queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I've been trying to get to. In that show, there are seers. Seers. And they, 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 they don't have eyes. Their eyes on their forehead are literally, like, sewed closed. And their eyes are in their hands. Yes. So they see out of the, into the future with their hands. I know. It, it, it's kind of cool, but at the same time, it's like, what? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's a weird yeah, show. There's also, like, um, really cringy things. Yeah, I think that's it for our analysis. I think so. Okay, so be sure to email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com to uh, let us know what you, uh, what you thought think of the, about the episode. episode. Yeah, uh, give us your thoughts on what we talked about, basically. Uh, be sure to leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts because it would help us out a lot. And help our podcast I always look at I always look at reviews before I start listening to a podcast because yeah. they help me figure out if I want to listen to it or not. So be sure to do that. Um, you can check out our website, InsideHogwarts.com, where you can read a little bit more about us, and we have all of our episodes posted there, so you can check that out. And hopefully, we're hoping that maybe, um, once our, we have a big, we have a pretty big, uh, listenership, but once it gets, once it gets bigger, we're hoping to add maybe a news section Definitely. for the podcast to the, maybe a merch section to mm. the, to the website possibly. i don't know possibly Ma sure. maybe we could do the uh the uh footage jerseys that would be fun that would be fun Potter. so so be sure Club. that uh you know tell all your harry potter friends to listen to our podcast thanks for listening um and we'll see you guys next time bye, bye. thanks for listening be sure to check back every tuesday for another episode of inside hogwarts 